0: A fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern
1: living. And joining me, Sir Michael Libsley, this week we have... My name is Paul Carmichael, and this morning somebody had the audacity to have a bathroom delivered outside my house. Go ahead. Well, it's just that, really. I can't tell you how angry it may be. Irrationally angry, uh, uh, Angly? Yeah, ang- I was angry. But angly. I was also angry. The director um, of The Incredible Hulk. Absolutely. Fine director. Yes. I um, don't like him uh, when he's angly. Yeah but no but and I didn't no, no great big great big yellow thing delivering masonry didn't Ma- like like that.
0: James Masonry
1: bit like bit James masonry. tailoring that's exactly it what was that film i hate him in. uh spring and port wine have oh, you ever watched dreadful that? don't dreadful did you have to study that at school i'm not sure oh. are,
0: are you not on about Yes, you are on about that one. It's got I, it's Susan, got a herring. Uh, Susan George nuts, nuts, so, nuts, so a tie, ty- nuts so made for untying Girl, when she's going to cut the parcel open, all that,
1: yeah, and the herring, and the hot bloody herring, and that's all it's about, isn't it? Oh, you're not leaving till you eat herring.
0: Susan Hampshire, a summit. What is she? Who is it she? Susan, Susan Hampshire George. or
1: Susan George? One Susan of the two. George. I think it. it's Susan George. Dreadful. Was, oh yeah, dreadful. Absolutely awful. But there we go. I've been doing my room. Yeah, you've done your room. So let's let's talk about the new angle here, shall we? The new old angle. Now for those of you who are only uh, listening to us, and instantly ah, if luck. you are only listening to us, press pause immediately, subscribe to the podcast, and give us a lovely little review if you would that'd be nice. But for those it. of you who are only listening, uh well, you've altered the room around. Why is that? Aye. Um
0: hmm. because I'm hmm. I've got this thing where every six months or so I have to move everything in a room around.
1: I don't know what mm. it's all about. Have you done this like all, all your life? life, really? Mm. So even you, when you were a, a a kid, you had to move your bedroom yeah. about. And
0: so I was thinking about this this morning, as mm. um, as I was saying to you, we'll do it after I've moved my room around. And you were kind mm. of curious as to why the was, room yeah. needed moving around. Mm. So. Um, me mum used to do it all the time. Okay. Um and I think because when I was five I was told I was in charge. Ah. And I remember when I got my own room when I was eight, when our mm. Kath moved out to get married, when she got married and moved out. Um when I got my own room, I remember moving the room around. And I remember it coincided with the transmission of Castrovalva.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And there was something in Castrovalva about rooms being jettisoned and all, so it's all sort of that as well. Yeah, but, that's right, there is, yeah. Okay. But yeah, if
1: I don't do it, I start feeling sick. That's quite an extreme reaction. It is, isn't it? So the the sensation today was, no, it's got to be done. I had a mad
0: dream last night that I can't remember the details of. Right. But it left an emotional residue that was like, right, today you've got to get up and do that. Okay. Yeah.
1: That that That's mad, isn't it?
0: yeah probably. I mean, it partially is the sort of the configuration of a room coupled mm-hmm. with the objects within it are kind right. of emotionally bound to a time, and I get to a point every six months or so where that time is now over, right right and so those objects either have to be thrown away or moved <laughs> That's about it in a nutshell
1: this is it's odd. Do you think it's odd? I think it's cleansing. Uh, is it? no, I think it's odd, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's. And I remember. Let's see. I would have been about nine mm. uh, when I decided that I had to reorganise my room. Uh, but the chief reason for that was because I wanted a desk. And <laughs> and what I wanted to do though was just scrap my bedroom, everything <sighs> about it. As I recall, at that point, I had Winnie the Pooh wallpaper. I was like, no, don't want exactly. that. Exactly. What I wanted. Well, what I wanted, though, was I wanted to rebuild one of the sets from Juliet Bravo. So I insisted everything was taken out and just a desk was in there so I could sit behind it like Gene Darbly. And then then I had absolutely nothing to do uh, behind the desk. And I was like, ooh, rubbish. No,
0: that's Mm. true, isn't it, when you're a kid? But, I mean, it goes down to even a cellular level because I kind of change
1: shape an awful lot as well. So... So you change shape, therefore mm. the surroundings must change shape mm. too. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. It's a weird, weird way of thinking, I suppose. It is a weird way That of you've thinking. got to change everything. But I I like it, actually. No, that's fine. I that's like being tell you a, what. A new, having a new outlook every six months. Okay. So so what have you done that's different to the room for the boys and girls at home? I have... So the desk, I took apart from where right. it currently is now. And made it one long, long desk down there. Right. And so when I was working, I was facing that away. You were, So yeah. the camera was pointing that away. Uh-huh. So I took the desk apart, put it back to its original configuration, moved the keyboard from directly behind me to here, moved the sideboard that you can see there mm. from there yeah. over to there, and now I've got a window in front of me. So, you know.
1: As opposed to having a window to your view, right? Yeah. The energy so,
0: wasn't flowing correctly with that configuration.
1: Well, I was literally about to use the words feng shui. So. Or is feng shui, as they call it. Feng shui. Apparently. Uh, it's probably well,
0: changed now. I don't read The Guardian anymore.
1: Well, it probably has. But on the other yeah. hand, you know, is this the sort of cobblers that you are into? Oh, there? God. Absolutely. Placement of mirrors, travelling
0: of energy through the house. I'm all about that. Right. Okay. But because the yard's been done. Hmm. I have been. I spent the last uh, week doing the yard in the evenings and now it's beautiful, mm. nearly. Mm. Because that's been done and the loft's been done, the bits in the middle all have to change. Okay, what have you done to the loft then? Oh, completely and utterly. There's a desk up there now. I've okay. thrown out tons of shit. What I right. refer to as landmines, emotional landmines. Oh, so okay. When, you root, when you're rooting for summer, you come across something, you're like that. Oh. And then it's, Memories, oh, with Eddie yeah. Large singing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does his do deputy dog that? and ruins the moment.
0: Yeah, do you remember how he'd do a sort of, Misty? He'd oh, do yes. a really crap song and everyone ah. would laugh. Well, I know it'd be a really emotionally charged song, but he'd do it funny. It was
1: 13 years that ran I for. Know. I know. 13 years, it I ran know. into the 90s. And Can you believe And they replaced
0: Markham and Wise.
1: They did that because yeah, Morgan and Wise went off to ITV, yep. and so there's the replacement. I mean, you and I aren't particularly fans of Morcombe and Wise. Mm. There's a coziness to Morcombe and Wise, obviously. Oh,
0: it's it's your favourite uncle, isn't
1: it? Exactly. Eric. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Ernie's the boring bastard, but yeah. it works. It does work. You, you know, little and large, however. Nah, dreadful. D- yeah. Apart from Sid Little's autobiography title, Little by Little, that's I- good. And the follow-up little goes a long way. Not so good, but still. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's still all right. It's still all right.
1: I was always a cannon and ball man. Really? Oh, I I never ever saw them. Of course, I saw them once round at my friend's house. I didn't know what was going on. Didn't have a clue. (laughs) I was was just confused with this little fella in his braces. And he'd say, rock on, Tommy. And then the audience had pissed themselves. What?
0: I think the best one was when... Tommy would grab him angrily and he'd say, me skin, you've got me skin. That's not, that's horrific. It's
1: really funny. Why is that funny? That I sounds like know. something the Japanese would have done in World War II to people.
0: I know, but look, the world I grew up with in Mm-mm. and with yes. was full of little blokes with tashes. They were Mm-mm. funny. I yeah. think that uh, Bobby Nutt had the same shtick.
1: <laughs> Who? You
0: know who Bobby Nutt is. I
1: don't know who Bobby yes, Nutt is. Do. Does he work in pornography? He's I the don't...
0: Fun... <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's the funny
0: teacher in Rita Sue and Bob too. I've never really watched that. Benadarm?
1: <laughs> why even what's the point of suggesting that? What's the point?
0: For the reaction. It's I it's mean, no, right I just know
1: where you're going to go. It's awful, though, isn't it? It's just like someone took El Dorado and said, let's make it a shit sitcom. No! Why yeah. do that? I know what you mean. One of
0: my exes, her dad used to just sit and watch it all the time. All oh the time. God, like, really? We'll... Like day in, day, in, record it. Yeah. And you go around there any time of day, he'd be sat watching it, getting oh pissed. God. Well, no. there's an
1: awful lot of it about, isn't there? But... Uh... It's wildly successful, mate. Bizarrely, bizarrely. So, I don't, I, well, it
0: I taps don't understand. It's a zeitgeist, it. doesn't it? Because it's where people go on holiday. And again, it's characters that they know. I think whoever came up with it's a genius. No, it's
1: Jonathan Harvey. And Jonathan Harvey's a brilliant writer. Absolutely mm. brilliant. But There you
0: go, then. It'll it'll be brilliant. But it's, it's kind of what you've got against it is hmm. that it features people from a certain class who you do your utmost to jump on that little uh, shuttle go under the water and escape. Couldn't we just say
1: more straightforwardly that it's just common? Well, that's what I mean, yeah. Well, exactly. It's just dirty, though. It feels grubby. It's got that sort of like layer of grease (laughs) over the top of it. They don't need to bother altering and de-enterlacing the tape so it looks like it was made on film. Just smear it. Smear it with whatever grease you've wiped off an actor. Have that. It's called film now, spelled P-H-I-L-M. It had a fantastic actor in
0: it. I can't remember his surname. Jeff, Jeffrey. Boycott. I don't know. No, Um, the guy who played Sid James in Camping Cleo and whatever it was. Oh,
1: yeah, can't remember. I'll have a look. Hang on. Okay, but Uh, um, oh, it's it's a strange one. It's just because I know what you're saying. Well, do you enjoy it? No, dreadful. Because I was about to say, because you're not the sort of person who'd think, "Well, I'll pop to Benidorm and sit by a pool for a week." But I, uh, Jeffrey Hutchings, right? Yeah, Jeffrey
0: yeah. Hutchings, his turn
1: as the police, uh,
0: the detective in Made in Britain, where he comes in and gives Tim Roth a lecture, is a masterclass, right. an absolute masterclass. I mean, Made in Britain is fantastic anyway. Alan Clark, Roy Minton, 1979 ATV.
1: Well, that's different. Yes, yeah. we've said you've said the magic words now. So obviously, Have I you thought never that seen was a big it? feature film.
0: No, 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 no. It was part of a season that they did on a Sunday night in the South Bank show slot. I remember it going out. Another one they did was called Bloody Kids, which they started shooting with Richard Beckinsale, and he died. And
1: right. on the
0: DVD, you get the bits that they'd filmed already with him, oh. and he was replaced. I can't think by who, but. Made in Britain is stunning. Tim okay. Rockett's it's like obvious why he became a Hollywood actor. But so, Jeff Hutchings in that. Mm. And uh, who's Sergeant Cryer now? Isn't it Eric someone or other in The Bill?
1: From The Bill. Eric. Yes, it is. Bob Cryer. Hang on. Eric. Oh, I'm not going to get that one. All right. We will. We will get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. A will cogitate. Yeah. But, oh no. Has it got the ATV logo at the start and everything? It certainly has. Well, okay. I like
0: it then. That's different. Um, the DVD had all the ad caps intact. I think I'm right in saying I don't know where the DVD's oh, gone. Actually, I bought oh. that when it came out. I I bought it to show the students. I was like, "Look, Tim Roth is like 18 here. <laughs> Just look at this for a job." Yeah, yeah, no, it um, is stunning. Isn't and it's it? a very difficult one to get beyond because of his absolute, well, total racist bigotry. Mm. I said, "But that that actor isn't. That's not his character. Yeah. This is acting. Watch." Well, that's it. And when was that? 79? 79, 80, I can't remember it. But I remember it going it? out because it's, it's it's so shocking. And I mm. remember bloody kids going out because it's so shocking. And then That was just, when TV just held that mirror up.
1: Absolutely.
0: It, a, it was doing that
1: through people like Clark. It did that beautifully, didn't it? And Yeah. Now, of course, I mean, I, well, the latest thing this week, I don't know if you, you've, you've read this, but you know there's the writer's strike over in America at the yeah. moment. Yeah. One of the key things that they're campaigning against, and I think this is actually really important, it's not about them being given more money, it's about access to work, okay? So, for example, there's a writer, I was reading a thing, I wrote his name down because I knew I wouldn't remember, Jake Thornton, he's written this really interesting article. Now, he's spent years working in Hollywood, and as always, you know, you're, you're working away, you're doing little bits of scene writing and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden, you get the big break. So he did that, he had a film made for Disney Plus called The Princess, okay, lovely, there you go. And then he gets informed by Disney a couple of weeks ago that as of the end of this month, it's off. It's not being released on home video in any format or anything like that, it just vanishes. It'll sit somewhere on a server, Mm -hmm. not the safest, but there'll be no access to this at all, which I just think, it's incredibly risky isn't it? If you're going to start treating media like that again, it's almost as stupid as the way the video is. But was. haven't
0: Disney recently been like, having a bit of a revolving door with CEOs and stuff? There's tons going on That I mean, I don't understand mm. it all. No, the, the, um, I, there is. I've just heard, bit, seen bits on Twitter, it's like, I think there was one guy in charge, and then he went, and then they replaced him, and now he's back,
1: or something like that. There's a lot of toing and fro but in the middle of it, all of a sudden, you've got people's work, and it's like, no, can't see it. Now, I can sit here and I can go, well, I think I'll watch The Sunmakers today from 1977. Very, very wise. Very wise. Can't do that Henry if I wish Wolf. to watch The Princess from Disney+, Plus, which I probably wouldn't do. I, I can't see say. that. I somehow. can't really see that. No. But it just seems a bit... It's very short-sighted, isn't it? Once again, let's just like hide these pieces of work. I don't know because
0: I don't, I don't know laws and stuff like that. And they do all kinds of stuff for tax reasons, then they do all kinds of stuff because they'll say, oh, this is never going to be seen, to Mm. build up a demand, to Mm. see it, so they're all Machiavelli, aren't they? Oh, they are. But I doubt that, like Made in Britain and Bloody Kids, it's doing what Lenny Bruce referred to as the function of art, which is to hold a mirror up to society. I doubt it's the princess does that. Oh, no. Is that what the
1: strike's all about, then, the way he's been treated? No, ultimately, the strike is all about money. (sighs) They're not being paid enough, they claim. Didn't the now, cast
0: of Friends go on strike due to money once?
1: They went on strike due to money, The and, and it ended up, weren't they being paid by the end of it? And it finished, what, 20 years ago, and they were paying $1.8 million an episode.
0: Yes! How good would that job be?
1: 26 Eps a year, and then yeah. you're on just under 2 oh, million ep.
0: You'd never see me again. Oh, no. You would never see me again. I'd just no. be like that. One year of that, 26 million. Splendid. Yep. Oh, that'd do, wouldn't it? I'd little start Island. a nice little company making nice little things, and I'd let people do those nice little things, and I'd do me own nice little things, and it'd just be going on. It'd that'd, just be going on. That would. I wouldn't do, be wouldn't it, on bloody it. telly. I'll
1: tell that you would that. absolutely do. That'd do me actually. So that'd well, be well, that's it's all we've got to do, really, isn't it? Just if we could just get into a really good American sitcom, do five years of it, and then go no, and look at ends basmal. Yes,
0: Bell ends. Two sad bastards sat in a flat. Talking about old telly,
1: yeah. Essentially,
0: this, this, yeah, but on
1: American television, yeah. Bell ends. <laughs> 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 I'd watch it. I'd, actually, I, I actually probably would wouldn't. Watch it's American. That. Would you? would you like your trailer trash children? What is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> trailer trailer park, park boys. That's it. Yeah, that sort of. Only
0: the first seven seasons. <laughs> See, After they're... that, they get a bit.
1: Like self-aware, it really? Yeah, can't really say I'm shocked after seven years of the crap. Well, something that isn't uh, that you could never accuse of um, going on for far too long is a series that you are being introduced to at the moment, mm-hmm. isn't it? I've, uh, once again, you and your minions on the internet
0: have conned me into buying spending more money. Oh dear! Uh, this arrived. What have the we other got day. there? In fact, it arrived. When was it? Saturday? Uh huh. The, the Omega Factor. The Omega Factor. Uh, the Omega Factor. What a theme tune. Oh, what it's stunning. Tune. Now then,
1: hold yours up again. Let's have a look. Because there's yours and... Yeah, you mine. get a
0: book and stuff with yours. Oh,
1: I've got I've got a book. Yeah, I've got a book. No, I should got... have bought that one, because uh, this one's you... pretty lame. Have you got the making of documentary in there? Mm, probably, but I want the book. And no, I no, that. fair enough. The, bu- the book is nice, 24 You may as well just
0: swap book. me that, because you've read the book.
1: Ooh, like the book, though. Mm, mm, and the cardboard print. No, mine. Um, so the Omega Factor, for those of you... could have got uh, that cheaper than this, you know. Could you? Mm. Why didn't you?
0: Mm. Oh, I thought just... I'd get the book. Oh, I'm, no. I'm really
1: I'm, right. Let's just end this now. <laughs> I'm just unhappy. I didn't know it looked that nice. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. All the pictures on the inside, and then it opens. And even the way that it it opens is just beautiful design. And there's the book sticking out there with um, viewing nice. notes, as it, as it says. That's I think it's nice, Marcus Hearn who wrote them, so it's very, very detailed. Um, that's nice. It's tis, It's very nice. Um, I'll read it to is you later. Who was the twitterer
0: who started this? Then, what's his name or her name? Their For name. what? Started what? This came from the internet. You told me I had to buy it.
1: Oh no 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 no! I I was going to go to the internet and force another poll if you didn't, but in a Pavlovian way, now just the fear of a poll has made you buy it. Which I no, I, quite... I know
0: I know yeah I know yeah. But who was the person? Wasn't didn't didn't you say someone twittered at you? that uh, we needed to talk about it.
1: They did. They did. They Twittered the Nice Things account. We should always remember these things to say thank you, really, shouldn't we? Exactly. Um, I'll have a look in a minute, but someone said, have you covered the Omega Factor yet? And I said, well, no, not yet. And that's led to this. So, the Omega Factor, for those of you who don't know, is, um, it's like a Proto X-Files, in Mm -hmm. some respects. Basically, a secret government department. Uh, But they're not looking into aliens. It's the occult. Yeah. Now, see, I said that, and literally, I've just got a shiver down one side. I know. I really I know. don't
0: understand. I know. You said a... you wouldn't watch it alone in the house.
1: Last night, because I said to you, uh, you know, I think I'll, I'll watch the first one. Or t- I had the dog, like, can come here, you. It's like the that.
0: telly, though. It's just the telly.
1: It doesn't matter. And then... Then I fell asleep, okay, hmm. as I'm wont to do in front of the telly. And when I was awoken from my slumbers at 20 to 2 in the morning, the menu screen was on with just the theme music. Oh, de- the theme music de- 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 is so good. Yeah, but imagine being woken up by it in the middle of the night and you're confused and you don't know where you are. Yeah. That wasn't good. I had to have no. a cup of tea because if I go straight to bed, I'll just lie there
0: going, oh, they're going to get yeah. me. Go on, you said to me that this was a fundamental Catholic C of E difference.
1: That's my feeling. Yeah. All right. So what you've got is you've got a series uh starring James Hazeldean and Louise. Right. I just said
0: Hazeldean. Is that how you pronounce it? Hazeldean?
1: I don't know. I um that's how we I We had say an
0: it. old Mrs Hazeldean near us when we grew up. She she was scarier than the Omega factor. Let me tell
1: you. Really? Oh, I'm basing I. it on the fact that I know I knew someone called Lindsay Hazelwood and I fancied her. Maybe it's ah. just that. This is Do going to be. You fancy James story. Hazeldean? Not as much, no.
0: Um, although He's one f- of those um, on. leading men that were on telly in the 70s with curly hair that are, like, ha- <coughs> handsome leading men, aren't they? Like Gareth
1: Gareth Thomas, Thomas <coughs> Tom like Absolutely.
0: yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, but Tom doesn't have the sort of immediate uh, attractiveness of James Hazeldeen, hazeldean does he? No, that's you true. You know, to- uh, James has got the cheekbones and that, so he was obviously being uh, groomed for that spot of sort of handsome leading man. And he does a good job. I mean, to be honest with you, I've watched two. Mm. So Leela and Bayleaf out of London's Burning um, both do a good job in it. I've never Mm. been too certain of either of them, really, to carry a series. And um, Sorry, were you making a point that I've talked over? I don't know. No, keep going. First episode Mm. is smashing. There's a bit of a spoiler here, so put your fingers in your ears if you want to watch it. Um, so Colin Douglas, hopelessly, hopelessly miscast as a camp mystic. Yes. He
1: keeps slipping into that Colin Douglas mode.
0: He does. Doesn't he? Um, even though he's got the sort of little eyepiece around his neck. Because I'd have but picked that up, me. Mm. Yeah. I'd have had to be like, oh. Uh, oh, yes. You know, looking at the empty glass of scotch, been like, well, are you paying for the libation? But he does, oh, he yes. slips into that. <laughs> he since I were a lad. Colin Douglas. Anyway, um, he's miscast yeah um hmm. mm-hmm. it
1: Just misses the mark for me. Really? It just misses the mark. Okay, so I'm interested. So all right, so the whole idea, the premise of it, is that Hazel Dean is working as he has a newspaper column where he writes about psychic things and the occult and stuff like that. Mm. and then he ends up being employed by something called Department Seven which is the most 70s thing to call something, I think. So Department 7, who are there to investigate the strange, the unexplained, all that sort of thing. We've seen it a thousand times th- since, like I say, with the X-Files, with Torchwood, all that sort of stuff. But it all centres around Drexel, played brilliantly by yeah. Cyril Luckham. Now, uh, he that, is the highlight of it. Oh, that's like if your granddad turned evil, that one. It's just... I don't, and maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe it's because he looks a bit like my granddad. Maybe that unsettles me a bit. Could be something like that. Uh, and also because I know him from the cedar tree where he sits around being a <laughs> vuncular by a fire going, oh, I don't think anything's a problem here at all. And then all of a sudden he's causing women to die. Spoiler. Um, yeah. So you've got him as Drexel and Drexel is based on...
0: How oh, have I forgotten the Alistair name? Crowley. Alistair Crowley. So Alistair, Alistair Crowley. Crowley is
1: brought up in it.
0: Yes, absolutely. He, he's uh, Colin Douglas's character hmm. who's got a great name. I'm trying to remember it now. What's he called? He's got a fantastic
1: name, like Can't Oliphant
0: West or something like
1: that. It, it might be in the cast list in my little book. I'll have a look. Um, but um, that Best. first episode, <laughs> you're right. I mean, what I love about it, I think, is the fact that that they've shot it on videotape, the mm. whole thing. right? And, I like that. I, I, what, I think what a key thing here is, because they were, they shot the whole thing up in Scotland, so studio was done at BBC Glasgow, all the location stuff is done 40 miles um, down the road in Edinburgh, but unlike uh, London, when you would go out and you'd do your OB and then you'd do your studio, they use the same crew for the OB stuff and for the studio stuff, and um, George Galatio insisted on that, that they should have the same crew, so that they all knew what the story was, knew who the actors were, knew what it was that they were actually making, which I think is just one of those little moments where you think, oh, spot on, that's just a lovely, good little decision, having the same crew. Um I, However, it fundamentally scares the crap out of me. Now then, as a Catholic, you're brought Mm. up, of course, with all the rites and the rituals and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing, and the mysticism, aren't you? And there's nothing unusual about that, would you say? Whereas over in the far more austere Church of England, anything that isn't fundamentally just straightforwardly good and holy is therefore evil. And we're talking about a time when, I think, 73, there was a book that came out, and I can't remember the, the name of it now, Which is basically where people say the whole satanic thing started, which ends up in, you know, the Shetland Islands with children being removed from their homes and all that sort of thing. Just panic. And so I was brought up to believe that anything to do with the occult or the devil was going to kill me. Yeah, the jeopardy was there for you. That's it, and it's still there. Now, if you if you were brought up by men in frocks swinging incense everywhere and the idea of people ascending to heaven, then hmm. that, that's been there from day one. In my case, it absolutely hasn't been, and there's sort of a, a logic to the Christianity that I was brought up with. Anything that is outside that logic, anything that can't be explained straightforwardly and biblically, yeah. There's no mysticism. It's got to be straightforward. God does not move in mysterious ways in the Church of England, as far as I can see. He's very simple and straightforward, like a bank manager. And so, because of that, this sort of thing scares the piss out of me.
0: Oh, yeah. for, For me, all that stuff just exists. Doesn't that terrify you? No, because it never wins. It's always defeated.
1: It kills James Hazeldean's wife. Spoiler alert. And that crash is spectacular. Isn't it? It's yeah. beautifully yeah. done.
0: There is a sort of... Because it's framed uh, at the start with him dreaming, isn't it? Mm. And there is a dream-like quality with that first episode. You know, when he sees his wife in the car with Dr... Martindale. Martindale. Mm. When he sees his wife in that, and then later on she shows up at the thing. She gets um, off the train at well Waverley thing Station. What the pissed yeah. me off is that at the end after his wife's funeral when the big wig turns up what's his name um he it's got a double barrel name something uh, napier something bell yeah. simon napier bell when he turns up at the end mm. and he finds out that all his uh, this this wife his wife had uh, been deceiving him all these years mm. and it could be construed that she'd been effectively you know telling on him and observing him and reporting his movements back to her boss at department seven um he's not even angry he doesn't even so we don't get that level of performance what i would have liked to have seen from this guy is that everything he thought he knew this Mm. woman he thought that loved him and that was his wife and they'd been together however many years had effectively been betraying him all them years and I, i think that there's that lack of emotional depth in the whole thing. People just seem to accept massive things. Mm. You know, if I had been in a car, uh, crashed it, and as a result of it, I'd killed my wife and that, I'd be absolutely shattered. So you don't see that. I don't blame the actors, but I don't find that it has that emotional depth which I crave in the performance. (laughs) A lot of it is just like, oh right, look, there's a dead woman in a room. Oh right, my wife's just died. Mm. Oh right. And, And that's sort of... There's a nice bit in episode two where he gets back and he puts a record on and he yes. starts saying Julia and all that, so that works for me. But maybe, maybe that's a fundamental difference between us as well. You know, it's it's kind of the Catholic thing makes one crave this sort of romantic pain. What is what's that thing? Redemption through suffering is a yes, is it a, is, is. a yeah. total underpinning of the Catholic Church.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not up for that. I, I'll, I'll do no. the redemption, redemption, not the suffering through hard work redemption because I jolly well deserve it just that well there you do go. me yeah well, i do redemptions it, through work i don't it? know if it is to do with directors because the uh, director of the first episode is paddy russell wonderful paddy mm. russell um who had very clear ideas about what she wanted from actors and she wouldn't really let them deviate That's, uh, when she was working with tom baker on pyramids of mars yeah she's so, like oh no you've you've got to get wrapped up in all the bandages and be a dumb uh, be a mummy so nobody will see me paddy. She doesn't matter
0: he insisted on calling sir all the time. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I found it quite two dimensional. Okay. Uh, okay. I- I- emotionally, uh, the first one I found like still, you know, hmm. it's like with Cyril Luckham. I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have I'd have had those performances cranked up a little more. Oh, Luckham's not gone yet. Oh, I know that Drexel's going to oh. come back. Oh. Um. And how? So I mean, I'm. I've only seen two. I found the second one quite pedestrian, to be quite honest with you.
1: That's the one that I can't cope with. But you
0: like Most Haunted. And it is a Most Haunted thing, isn't it?
1: Yes, but imagine if Most Haunted could kill you. Well, yeah. By, by a man with CSO eyebrows that glow red.
0: Yeah, that sort of detracts a little bit, doesn't Does it? Does it,
1: for me? Because it's such a quick shot. It's like one second. It's enough to make me go, huh! that's 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 enough. I don't know, it's sort
0: of... it. it, it was reminiscent of Inferno for me. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. And um, the other no, thing, look, I'm I'm,
0: I'm coming across really, really negatively, and I don't mean to. I've only seen two. The theme tune's fantastic. It was mm-hmm. obviously going to be uh, a big hit for the BBC. Mm. James Hazeldine Hazel, was being lined up as a new sort of handsome BBC leading man. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. Susan Jameson was making her transition from sort of Doctor but Who. What did I just say, Susan? Susan, God, you're I'm thinking sort
1: of, of you're thinking of boat comes in. I've been the doing the yard in.
0: all week. I'm yeah. sat here and my feet are killing me. Do you know that? Uh, <laughs> oh no, are they? Yeah, because well, you've never seen my feet, but no, they're like hands. What, like a chimp's? Yeah. So can you? Are you? Oh, I'm multi with feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I've got, got can... what my mom, my mum used to call it a Roman toe. So yeah. I've got my big toe, mm. and then the toe next to it's like a bloody finger.
1: So we could, in theory, we could do a one-man stage version of my left foot and I could direct? We, we
0: could. Let's do it.
1: Let's, let's do it. Nothing would go wrong um, with that.
0: But so when I'm doing anything, hmm. like I've been in the yard all week, my feet are trying to grip the floor all the time, like hands. And so they really hurt. If I'm standing still doing something for ages, my feet are, like, trying to grab the floor and it hurts. They're not.
1: they're not trying independently, are they?
0: Feet, hands, yes.
1: But you're, They just doing mean, their thing. But, yeah, but you're controlling them. They're not just doing that No, of their they sort own. of
0: do their own thing. What, like they're possessed? There you go. There's an episode of The Omega Factor. There you go. Fellas' feet in the night. There you run go. Off and do stuff. Well, you let's do, think, It was right. my feet, governor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, honestly, they're killing me. Good things, though. Good things, right? What I love is that the boss, Mr. Double Barrelled Name, do you remember what the actor's called? Did you notice? No,
0: but he's another one of them spun gold guys.
1: Oh, he is. And here's the most spun gold name you can imagine for an actor Brown Darby. That's not his name. That's his name. Look at the credits. Here's oh, his name. Well, I, w- is... I would if I had a book. You can watch them on the television. Uh, no, honestly, the actor is called Brown. That's his first name. Brown well, that's Darby. that's a hat yes okay. he is he is Brown derby. I love that I think the car crash you're right is absolutely brilliant because you've got the girl walking down the road and um Natasha Geerson who plays that role um she talks about how she turned upon location and she was sat on the bus and she's thinking, well it's going to be absolutely fine it'll just be one shot and Paddy. Russell says, okay, darling, come over here. You're going to want you to stand down that end of the road and just start walking towards the car. Jump out the way if you feel unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> and she says that the car kept going. And she was like, can't move, can't move, can't move. And she said it stopped less than a foot from her hips. I mean, that's just quite remarkable, really. Um, so you've got oh, that. God. Is she also... the girl in the
0: shop? Yes. Now, she is genuinely creepy. When she's there at the funeral, mm-hmm. that was a, that was a chill up the spine.
1: I liked that. Is. that. I liked and that. What I like about her as well is that is the daughter of the writer, but she auditioned for the role under a different name. So she went in and she performed for uh, Paddy Russell. Paddy Russell didn't know who she was, but went, you're creepy. In you go, because she didn't want to go in and say, it's my dad's show. So that's how she got the role. I I love that aspect. But most of all, I think the most important thing about it is it really, really pissed Mary Whitehouse off. And there's an episode uh, which is, well, there's two episodes that really went for it. One of them is um, St. Anthony's Fire. St. Anthony's Fire is largely filmed within a church. So she's like, oh, you can't be doing that. But the one she really didn't like was Powers of Darkness, um, in which a seance unleashes the spirit of a 16th century witch who believes she's about to be burnt at the stake. Department 7 must free a student possessed by the witch and finally confront Drexel's mysterious companion, Morag. That's the one... Which Mary Whitehouse watched and said, "This program is pure evil," <laughs> and she went for it. She really went for it, and that's why there's only one series at the end of the day. Such a there shame. So much. Um, I think I think it looks lovely though, and of course the reason for that is it, it was given a budget of thirteen epi- uh, for thirteen episodes. It replaced something BBC Scotland were making about a newspaper called Dead. Oh, so it's BBC Scotland. It's
0: BBC Scotland. That explains its kind of pebble mill feel then. I there knew you it go. weren't proper thoroughbred BBC.
1: Oh, it's, it's regional BBC. Now it all
0: makes sense.
1: Yes, but you've got Paddy up there and you've got, oh, what's his name? Norman Stewart directed episode two, directed The Horns of Nymon of the best episodes of television ever made, as far as I'm concerned. So you've got all that, but you've got it sort of like shot... I know all the obese stuff shot in Edinburgh when it's obviously bloody freezing and they're stood at the top of Arthur's seat. That's lovely, that shot. Knocking him over. I think it's absolutely beautifully done. It was
0: interesting when he said about... Uh, it, it does sort of... There's, there's a couple of memories that... It brought out in me. So there's Mm. that mention at the end of episode one, isn't there, where he's on about psychic abilities when he was a kid and stuff like that. Mm. And it took me back to, well, stuff my mum told me. I have no idea. I don't remember any of this, but my imaginary friend and all that shit Mm. when I was a kid, I don't remember any of it, but she told me all about it. That that sounded pretty freaky, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. When I described Charlie to her, and uh, I used to talk to Charlie all the time. And she said, oh, I described my great-granddad. It weren't called Charlie. Uh, but did she just accept that? No, it freaked her the fuck out. Because once she said I was in the kitchen talking to Charlie and that, and then I started getting agitated, and, and she got really angry. Stop it, stop it, you know what I mean? And she said that all the dishes on the drain had flew against the wall and smashed. So oh. she didn't like any of that. I don't remember any of this, but... Uh, our Catherine, me nan, backed her up on it, isn't it? It's, it's, well, how old were you? Two or three or something like that. Oh, God. Mm. So I, I don't remember any of it. I do know that just the name Charlie freaks me a little bit just because of my memory of my mum, how she'd start, you know, that not crying, but your eyes start watering uh, Yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And she'd do that, and she'd be genuinely frightened by all this talk. As I would be if all well, the no, dishes absolutely. flew out the thing and smashed against the wall.
1: Whereas I once went to great ends to stage such a thing to freak my mother out, involving a glass. Um, it was. It took a lot of effort, but I managed to do it so that the glass looked like it just went and shattered. That took some work. Uh, a pellet, like that. Whilst my mum was at the far end of the room and she turned around and went... What happened? And I said, I don't know. I was just looking at it. Which I thought would be quite a wheeze until she called the vicar round. Well, she would. Did you ever come clean? No. I hope she doesn't watch this. Is today uh, your confession, then? It's it's essentially my non-Catholic confession, yes. But
0: the other thing as well, the tapes thing, you know, Mm. in the second episode recording stuff, I think we've talked about this before. Did you ever have this? So I was always... I I was always a tape machine kid because mm. my granddad, for some reason, he would bought a tape machine from Dingsdale's when I was a kid. And it was one of them sort of oblong things with the big red record button and all Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I had one of them. And on two occasions, <coughs> so I used to stay up all night because I was like that kind of kid. So I'd stay up all night and with this tape machine. And on two occasions, there was some when I played it back that weren't there when I recorded it. And one was a noise where it was like, eh, 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 eh. and at four in the morning, playing that back, I'm going bed now. Oh, yes, that that scared me. And then there was mm. another one where it sounded like rainfall and, and two people just whispering in the rain. I, I was thinking last night, why didn't I keep them tapes? I'd love to hear what that was. Oh. But they were there when I played it back, so I just, you know, you rationalise this, and oh, it must have been some, picking up something, or you know, the radio in the background, something like that. But I, I can't explain them to you. Yeah,
1: things. EVP they call it, um, electric. Electrical voice phenomenon, I think they call it now, in those circles. Oh, right, so this is a thing. This is absolutely a thing, that you find sort of people who are parapsychologists, people who just find that something fascinating, they go in there and they're recording, and then listening back in these old places. I mean, if if you think about stone tape theory and the idea of energy, Mm. you know, energy doesn't dissipate, it can't just be destroyed, it's got to remain somewhere, so why shouldn't it be picked up? And we've talked previously, haven't we, about how people are now attempting to play stones and, you know, find the music that's recorded within stones. Well, the latest technology and data storage is crystalline. Mm. Because on a little sort of
0: slither like this, of crystal, Mm. you can store something like, I can't think what it was, it was something like a thousand gigabytes on this little square. And they are using it. It's Mm. it's sort of, I've seen the thing on the, uh, it's probably on YouTube, and you've got a little sort of, clear piece of square crystal and it's got the name of the manufacturer on it it's it's actually a thing that exists
1: Mm. wow yeah so so why not why is it not entirely possible
0: have you ever seen how quartz grows
1: oh yeah it's fascinating isn't that structure and it
0: replicates and it enhances and then it's it's the same thing but i mean it's all I don't understand it too much, but it's all that kind of Mandelbrot sequence, isn't it? And uh, is it Fibonacci numbers and all that business that all right. run through nature? Oh, right. Finnebachi, Fibonacci, I don't know which. There's, there's, There was a great, I think it was a Connections, David, David, not David Burke. Connections. Uh, James, James Burke. James Burke.
1: Those of you was, who don't know who that is, you'll probably have seen the clip where he's walking along. He's at Cape Canaveral. And he's just giving a piece to camera, and he goes, what happens then is you get this and the rocket takes off perfectly timed behind the best shot in television. It's pretty damn good. Imagine if he got that wrong. Imagine if he just tripped his lines. Ooh,
0: Not not him. No. No, no mucking about with him.
1: No, absolutely. Nerves no,
0: are for other people. Yeah, with him, not for him. If you ask me. Yes. That her style. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It literally took balls to have her like that. No pissing you around
1: know. with that. Uh, no, and it doesn't not.
0: even budge when mm. that rocket takes off.
1: Mm. It just stays. Firm. But he's he's the chap, isn't he? James Burke. Yeah. Connection, as you were saying.
0: Yeah, right. He does one on uh, the numbers and the way that mathematics dictates how the universe works. Wow. And that's the Fibonacci sequence. Is uh, connections that... available? Because I do feel I should watch. It, it. was. I'm sure it came out, or it was going to come out. I've got them all on, probably some kind of rib, as something mm. that I got years ago.
1: It's a, sh- it's a shame, isn't it? Because we've gone from that, we've gone from, we've gone from him walking along and going like this, woof. We've gone from that to that. Well, we could go step down from there, mate. We can go to that chap who keeps taking people's dogs and things like that. Oh, Mizzy. Mm-hmm. Mizzy,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. You didn't know who Mizzy was last week. Just imagine how happy you were when you didn't know who Mizzy was. I was Mizzy so was.
1: much happier not knowing about this. Yeah. So much happier not knowing. He's made you and cross, hasn't he? He's made me very cross. and But I do agree with him on one point, which is when he was being interviewed by Piers Morgan. And this is the problem because when Morgan starts saying things, and I'm like, well, I agree with Piers Morgan. Oh, for God's sake. But I right. And he's there, and he, and he's saying, oh, the problem is that the laws aren't tough enough in this country. He's I right. quite agree. I would have him shot. <laughs> <laughs> I would walk into my house, try and take my dog. That's where the Americans have got it right. I don't think you should be walking around openly carrying a firearm. But if Mizzy walks into your house and goes, oh, to take your dog, just, oh, shot. Yeah. Phone the police. Could you send the bin lorry around? Take this away. Absolutely. Abhorrent!
0: His argument is that he's a product of the system. And you can't argue with that.
1: Right. Okay. Well, paedophiles could say that. So we just go, okay. Well,
0: only if we're talking within a broadcast environment where they seem to thrive. Well, can we go near that one yet or are we waiting for that to develop? Well, I mean, who knows where that's going? I mean, we've seen a sort of... A sliding scale, haven't we, Mm -hmm. with Schofield over Mm -hmm. the last week of, Mm -hmm. I'm leaving this job because I've become, (sighs) it's kind of like when Dayton left, have I got news for you, isn't it? It's kind of like, we're here to talk about the news. I've become the news. It's time Mm -hmm. for me to go. Yeah. Um and he sort of had a line, something about how it's become he's become the focus or something like that. I can't remember. Wasn't it an Instagram post or something that he put out? We so. tend to do that these days. They do. I'll see you next month at the ITV Soap Awards. Mm. Right. Then on middle of the week, Thursday, something like that, ITV cut all ties with him. He won't be hosting the Soap Awards because uh, he lied to them. And he did some interview with the Daily Mail, didn't he, where he came clean. Yeah, I deceived everyone. Mm-hmm. My relationship was uh, unwise but not illegal. Yes. Then the next day, the newspapers are saying that the person in question was 15. Mm-hmm. When and they there, met. And when they met. And there is where uh, what one can firmly say is documented fact.
1: Ends. Beyond yes. that,
0: I don't know anything. Like you, don't know anything. And no one else
1: knows anything. Absolutely. Um, Trial by intent, of course, is taking place thoroughly, naturally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as yeah, it yeah.
1: would. Um, it's a strange one, isn't it? It'll be interesting but, to see how it plays out. But for any lawyers listening, mm. we're not in any way
0: indicating that Philip Schofield has done anything wrong.
1: Well, no, and until we know otherwise, it'd be stupid to. I just the 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 conviction with which people on <coughs> on Facebook are declaring that this is the case. And I've oh, avoided I've avoided arguing on social media for several weeks now. I have dipped my toe in on that one, but I've realized. Oh, yeah. Yes, but I've realized, <laughs> of course, what I what I forgot was the the moment you say, "Is there any evidence?" What you get back from the good people of Facebook is, oh, are you for nonsense?" Mm. for asking for
0: evidence well of course you're gonna get that because common i i I, it's a weird thing though social media and that's why i stay off it as much as possible to be quite Mm. honest with you i was thinking about this this week and social Mm. media and stuff like that and i've i was re, i'd realized you're probably going to say well yes Mm. but then you've got to remember how slow i am to catch on well mm. you know i'm more bothered about where me furniture sits and me 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 monkey feet are hurting and all the other things that go on in my silly mad world yes um so i only realized this week that i've delegated so much of my life to social media and Mm. i'll tell you what i mean by that so if i'm doing anything creative or something like that i think putting it on social media is enough not so Mm. absolutely not so no you know and this week i was thinking you know i've actually i've achieved far more and i've got more sort of I've felt better about things I'm doing in my life since I... And and this is by accident Mm. that things have become more IRL, as Mm. the youth say, uh, than doing it on social media. It's simply because I've been so busy doing the things that I've been talking about on the internet for 10 years that I didn't have time to do the internet bit. Mm. And I was like, this is just far better. Mm. Just far better. Um, And it's it's lovely that it's accidental i mean i can't claim can i that doing stuff online hasn't been beneficial in the eye out oh, no 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 but when i realized this week that i hadn't used twitter or facebook or even gone on there for about two or three weeks i was like wow that's mm. why i'm feeling better yeah i really hadn't because I used to have to try. It was like, no, I'm not doing it for six
1: months or something right. like that.
0: And and it, and I, and it used to be a bit of a struggle. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. But as you say, this this getting into arguments with strangers about things that no one knows anything about. Mm. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's it a kind of bit pointless. It's pointless, and it's. Oh, it's Ooh. pointless. Yeah, all the cables aren't put away yet. Yeah, monkey feet trying to trying to do stuff. <laughs> are they the working cable. independently? Just pulling they wires. are. They, they want a sandwich. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I mean, even you've cut back on it. Even Strong Arms sort of. You know, he's he's keeping bees in Suffolk these days, isn't well, he?
1: Well, he is, and he's happier, I think. I, I have been noticeably trying to use. Uh, Twitter to post positive things that I like uh, and that sort of thing and of course you get you get responses back then from people going oh that's nice it's like yeah. I just put out a tweet yesterday about Talking Pictures TV just saying because it's just it's turned eight Talking Pictures mm. TV you know a TV station run from a garden shed brilliant and it Turn- is fantastic what, it's is it Noel Cronin it is and uh, his sister uh, his daughter Sarah yeah. Cronin yeah um And do you know know why they started it? Because he acquired a massive library. And so he's like, well, okay, I've got it. What the hell do I do with it? So he contacted every single broadcaster in the UK to say, I've got this library. It's available to purchase from. And what came back was, well, we don't show black and white and certainly never after six o'clock. So they created the channel and just went, well, let's see what happens. And of course, it's phenomenally successful. So I put out a little tweet about that. And suddenly, like, about 80 people have gone, yes, like. And you Oh, okay. that's bad. What does IRL stand for? Cuz in my in mind real it just life. Right, okay. Go on. The man. only thing I could think was um, Irish Republican Lesbians, but I thought <laughs> Well, you don't want to get into an argument with them on Twitter. Absolutely not. No,
0: no, Stanley wouldn't be safe then. He wouldn't be. No. Be have you got any up. nice things this week anyway? Blown we've got with to with Semtex and dildos. Yes, uh, yes, I have
1: actually. Um, because um uh, well, uh, I've seem to be coming somewhat of a francophile, dear. Um, so yeah, I, I, always I, have I, been. Uh, I, I have a bit. I have a bit. But uh, mm. ooh. Um, no, sure, a while ago I got this lovely Francois Hardy's That's first album.
0: That's a beautiful
1: album. thing. Oh, it is. This the is mu- her, ni- her music. Her music is beautiful. Nineteen sixty-seven first LP, but coming right up to twenty twenty-two latest LP. Which Still is a, a beautiful seri- thing? Series of duets. Her voice hasn't changed, mate. That's it's incredible. the but it, it's ju- it's just got there's a soulfulness to the voice now. Mm. Uh and she's it's uh, 12 duets um that she sings on this one, um, which is absolutely beautiful. And then when's this one from? 2018. i c I've had a bit of a bit of a, a thing going on. No, there's 35 albums she's bought, Francois, she's made. So it will take wow. a little while, but my God, she's got an amazing. Voice. There's something
0: so, about the continuum of a, a European artist that's that's far more interesting. It's like when you look through Serge Gainsbourg's, like the the the, the way his career developed and the choices that he made, and that's person It's all sort it. of personality is mm-hmm. is uh, enmeshed
1: and it overlaps with the artistry. eh? that's exactly it. Now here, what you can do is you can track this woman from the age of 21 till now when she's, what, 73, 74, something like that, still working, still recording. Mm -hmm. And the other point about it, which is why I'm I'm quite happy to go, yes, I'm spunking my money on these records, is because records in France are a lot cheaper because they never gave up on them, which is such a French thing to do. They never had that period of going, we've got CDs now, we don't need those. They kept making records. So brand new, these are brand new pressings, all three, um, pay about eight quid each. No, brand new. Brand you know, new. if you well, want albums
0: pressed up, they're a tenner
1: each. Well, that, that's it. But here, it's ten euros. These are ten right. euros. So presumably, because they've never done that thing of going, well, let's close the plants, let's do, let's get rid of the whole infrastructure to make records, and we've got to farm it out to Poland because they still have the infrastructure. They can keep going, which is such a French thing to do.
0: What are you going to do when the just stop oil people come round and chuck orange paint on your house? I will
1: cheerfully ah. I, Sorry, no. You'll cheerfully what? Probably something worse than I would do to Mizzy, Actually, I mean, I'm just not having it. Did you see them this week at the Chelsea Flower Show? Stood in the middle of a little garden. Oh, let's throw powder How? everywhere.
0: What? Why? Right. I sort of saw the woman hosing them down. Yeah. And I didn't know if she was doing she was that acid. from compassion or anger.
1: No, that uh, was anger. That was anger. So, it, what
0: what function? Why? What what had the
1: flowers done? Uh, they they didn't personally stop oil, therefore must have things thrown at them. There's no point. It's just Isn't publicity. The whole thing, nature,
0: yes, and saving the planet, yes. So, can you explain in what way chucking paint on flowers?
1: I think. I think that the garden that they went for was sponsored by some company that they don't like. They had no problem filming it on their very fancy phones that are made by slave
0: labor. But are, are that's they... different exactly, I know. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's once again remember that both Google and Apple are being sued for the deaths of Congolese child slaves who were mining mm. lithium in order to power these horrible things. And uh, in the old man case, as you can see. Now available in hardback, as you said the other day. Yes. Um, (laughs) Which I thought was very witty. Um,
1: Well, for those of you who are only listening, we should just uh, very briefly explain that uh, rather than just not drop your phone on the floor, mm. you've now invested in some sort of leather wallet. Well,
0: you've got to remember that when you've got hand feet... Yeah. Then that means your hands are only fifty percent as effective as they would be because half the motor function is delegated to the feet. Mm. But doesn't so I do that, drop my phone an awful lot.
1: Doesn't that also mean that when you drop your phone, your feet should work independently and just catch and it? Catch it. Yeah. It's shoes, though, isn't it? Ah, right. Do you see
0: what I mean? If I could get a sort of pair of latex monkey shoes that, that hugged the toes, then I'd be all right. You'd be absolutely. <laughs> honestly it's a bugger I'm standing there doing something and they're trying to grab the floor really yeah and so my monkey toe as I call it really yeah. hurts I might send you a photo of one of my feet and you'll just see how big much bigger than my big toe just this this one like random well no they're all bloody big I can move them all independently like your hands you know like that I can move all my toes like that
1: really yeah really it's a bit like our mate Brian, a photographer who just one year for the whole summer decided he wasn't going to wear shoes or socks, and he didn't wherever oh, he went. Heaven, didn't do it. So once uh, he took some photos for me, um, turned up at the house, not knock open the door, no shoes. I'm just walking around just through the streets.
0: Yeah, but Brian has sort of got that Wallaby Jim of the Islands about him, hasn't he? He, he does, does actually. Got I that admire burr that. about him. Oh, Brian's a smashing bloke. Brilliant. Love yeah, that man. He's, yeah. A, he's a great
1: chap. Um, he's a great yeah, chap, and he's a free spirit. We like. We do. We, we absolutely like do. So yes, yeah, so this like week it's been an awful lot of uh, François Hardy for me, and those albums, probably because of the language barrier as well. I can't get bored of them. If it was English lyrics, I go, "Oh, I know what's happening next." I don't know what's going to happen next. So off it no. goes into these various realms, and it just, it just transports me. It's beautiful. Her voice is just
0: well Scott. i've been listening to forever changes by love this week an awful lot mm. as, as you have because you spent time in my car i have um and it is so good i mean I, mm. I i i listened to it years ago but to revisit an album like that and i i was sort of doing some reading on it and uh, the title forever changes because i always thought it was slightly gr- grammatically odd mm. you know forever changed or forever changing yeah okay forever changes so one of Arthur Lee, the, the main man of love, mm. um, one of his mates broke up with his girlfriend and she said to him, but you told me you'd love me forever. And his response was, forever changes. Oh. <laughs> and so because the band were called Love, the yeah. title of the album is meant to be Love Forever Changes. Oh, wow. So now it makes perfect sense.
1: That makes perfect sense yeah. now, it does. Yeah. It absolutely but it's such
0: does. a great album. I'd say, you know, it's wonderful Alone again or, and more again And there's a track in it called The Red Telephone I, I texted uh, Andy Frizzell this week Because you know when we did the Union Chapel mm. We owned with the Bonzo's track We Are Normal Yes. And uh, The Red Telephone as it's going off And he discovered this because he was playing With the Michael Head Red Elastic Band The other week they did a Fundraiser at the Flory in Toxteth And they, mm. did tracks, they did tracks from Forever Changes and they did The Red Telephone Which is on Forever Changes and at the end of Forever Changes, he just goes into this sort of faux English thing and says, we're all normal and we want our freedom. Um. So Viv or Neil obviously heard this and it became, mm. we are normal and we want our freedom. So oh, I love things like that. Yes. That lovely oh. sort of, it's a weird continuum we had in the late 60s with the counterculture because what Zapper and people were doing in the US and what uh, the Bonzos were doing in England, they were both mining their own cultures mm. in order to reinvent and subvert and, and sort of mm, gently lampoon it. I'd say Zappa went in harder on American culture. Than, uh, I think uh, if you
1: watch 200 motels,
0: yeah, then, oof. Yeah. Absolutely. It's weird that they're both in parallel, both developing independently. And then in the, I think it's 68, the Bonzos tour America, and they get to meet the likes of Zappa and stuff like that um but a very very good album and arthur lee's an incredibly interesting artist with as i would suggest francois hardy as i think the thing that sets these people apart is integrity
1: yeah no i'd agree with that i would absolutely agree i mean certainly with hardy you've got someone who basically she she writes it she performs it she does the lot uh and there is there's an integrity and there's an openness Mm. um you know, this is someone who's not beyond doing a duet with for, with a former lover. This isn't someone who's prepared, who's not prepared to sing about heartbreak. You know, personal heartbreak, not boyzone Oh, I'm sad shit, but yeah. real, real, real
0: visceral agony of it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what you get there. You get. Who this, did it.
0: Serge do "J'Attend" with? He had the daughter, he has the daughter with her. It's not bloody Julie Driscoll, is it? No, that's um, wheels on fire. Serge Gainsbourg and. I can't remember a name off the top of my head. Oh God, it'll come to me. But they worked together, right up to his death, even though they were no longer an item. Uh, j-
1: uh, j- uh, j- uh, j- uh, Jane Birkin, Jane Birkin, Jane Birkin, Jane yeah. Birkin. Yeah, they worked together right to his death. Hmm. Was you it know, Jane Birkin? Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna Google. Yeah, I think Don't so. Yeah.
0: But there's that uh, point where the artistry transcends, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the the emotional ties, and uh, yeah, you've well, got Jane people. Birkin, quite right. Yes, you've got people singing about mm. how they've broken each other's hearts together, mm. together,
1: and that's what you get on parentheses, uh, which is the the album of duets. You know, you've got two people who have broken each other's hearts, singing decades later. That's <sighs> that blows
0: the top of my head off, Perfect. and in artistic terms. Something that you just can't you could not replicate that. No. You couldn't replicate no, 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 no. that. That you is absolutely what, what
1: a what an experience for those two people to yeah, go. No, you can't through. even say, well that's brave, because it's not even brave. It's
0: just It's transcendent. It, yeah, it is. It is. It's totally transcendent. I can't even imagine. That mm. would be life changing.
1: It would God yeah. Absolutely. Imagine most of my exes would rather I was dead in a ditch. Wouldn't want to record a single with me. <laughs> Rude. Oh, yes. Mm. Anyway, we Whoa. must just uh, say a very quick thank you, though, because it was Pat, Pat Howe on uh, oh, Twitter.
0: Oh, okay. right, okay. It
1: was Pat who said, Have you ever discussed the Amiga Factor on the show? And I said, Well, I'm sure we'll get round to it. There you go. Like that's, a request that's service, The, the now.
0: Express service.
1: There we go. And uh, he said, yeah, Great news. I'm uh, working my way through your back catalogue. And thought this would be good favourite podcast. We like Pat. Thank Thank you, Pat, uh, for
0: costing me another 20 quid. Uh, (laughs) Thank thank you, Pat, for your support. And um, like I said, I don't really use social media very much. And and not in any way is it forced or difficult. It's great. Mm. It's like uh, giving up bread. Mm. That was difficult, though. Oh, that would be difficult. I could have sawn some fucker's head off for a Warburton's toasty when I first started. Oh, that.
1: slice of tiger bread. Oh,
0: tiger <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care now. But back then, it was so difficult. Oh yeah, mm, being very but difficult. There we are. Yes. Oh, short-term sacrifice for long-term benefit. Mm,
1: still die though, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> Oh, well. well, I've enjoyed our chat this week, dear buddy. I have, dear. Thank and, you. And uh,
0: Bank Holiday. Uh, it's like that woman, uh, is it about the general election or whatever? Another one!
1: Yes. That's, that's
0: how I feel about them. Um,
1: well, you do, but don't forget now, that's it. You've got one. You've got one for the rest of the year, and that's your lot. Mm. Mm. Slog yeah. now, dear.
0: Yes, but I'm usually only meant to work two days a week. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah. The rest of the time, I'm meant to just wander around in my rope sandals thinking...
1: Yeah, whilst your feet just pick up random objects to look just at. Just
0: stuff, you know what I mean. It's like the dog. It's like, oh, why'd you bring them in? Your feet just <laughs>
1: <up> <laughs>
0: in feety yes. ways. Yes, uh, American graffiti. Mm. You've never seen that, have you?
1: Absolutely not. Is that by George Spike Lucas. Lee? George, Is this George Lucas. It's his first. The term. Star Wars man.
0: The Star Wars man. No, it's good. It isn't. You wouldn't have Greece without American graffiti.
1: As in John Travolta? Yeah. I could live without that.
0: Greece was magnificent.
1: You are taking the piss, aren't you? It's dreadful
0: now, but as a kid, I only went to see two films at the cinema when I was a kid, right? Mm. And I was taken by our cat. Oh, I hope the feet are at it again. Mm. I was taken by our cat and her future husband, because they probably just wanted somewhere to go and grab each other. Yeah. So it was like, oh, we'll take, we'll take Fatso to the cinema. <laughs> um I went to see two films. (coughs) The. What's the Disney one with the big bloody bird with a flying helmet on? The Rescuers. The the Rescuers. Yes. I went to see The Rescuers Mm. and I went to see Greece. And Ah. to see Greece had a profound effect on me. I got Mm. uh, the album that Christmas. Um. And I used to sit there and just whir that thing out. Amazing. And you're not taking the piss? I'm not taking the piss. Uh, funnily enough, um, our Kath... Earlier, hmm. ...is here with us tonight. Earlier this year, we were talking away and she's like, oh, I found some old albums. She presumed that they were uh, now deceased husband, Jimmy, who looked like Bobby Ball. Oh, hmm. Bobby Nutt, it's up to you. Then blokes with tashes, generally mm. minors, um, he was, uh, and she thought they were his, and she wondered if they were worth any money, I was like, well, get them down, I'll have a look, mm. as if I know. Yeah. And she brought this bag down <coughs> with these albums in, and they were mine, because after my mum died and I had to go and live in my mate's room in his flat, I had a three-bedroom house, I had stuff, so I farmed it out all over the place, mm. and I knew they were mine because they were in this. A Ken Jeffries men's were bag.
1: Established 1975. Sorry, you've gone off. Sorry, mate. Established 1975, Ken Jeffries.
0: Ken Jeffries. Ken Jeffries.
1: Ken Jeffries. I don't know about Ken
0: himself. Ken Jeffries has gone since oh, then. Oh, yes. But round about the time... So, my mum died, and I was going for jobs, and they were, like, looking at my CV. Oh, you haven't worked for five years. Yeah, I've been a curer. And they were, like, um, kind of understanding, but... For some reason, if you haven't worked for five years, no one wants to give you a gig. Mm. Anyway, so I I couldn't get any jobs. So I did this distance learning course. Sorry, is this really boring?
1: No, no, no,
0: no. No. No, I don't think you look bored, but I know you're polite. (laughs) Um, Oh, um, no, i tell you. Go, go on. Good, good. Anyway, so I did this distance learning thing, and I got me Microsoft qualifications. I got a job teaching Mm -hmm. IT. I did a two-year course in six weeks. I was like, I need some money, mate. Anyway... I went to Ken's because I started the job Mm. for a suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I put this suit on, and Ken was uh, very, um, what's the word? Honest. Probably Mm. as good as any. He's just prodding my stomach and saying, oh, it's a shame about this, isn't it? When he's trying (laughs) these suits on me. Oh, my Um, God. Anyway, I liked Ken. I liked Ken an awful lot. That's how I knew it was mine. And anyway, in that bag was the Grease album. And I knew it was mine because the price sticker had been ripped off the front. I always remember the the ruined cover because of it. Mm. I used to pore over that. Mm. Robert Stigwood was the main man behind it who masterminded the Bee Gees career and wanted to sign the Beatles oh, after boy. Epstein or from Epstein. I can't remember which. And if he did, the Beatles said they were going to record uh, God Save the Queen 14 times and put that out as an album. Why? because they they just hated the sound of uh, Robert Stigwood. <laughs> That's petty.
1: That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's a
0: level of pettiness I aspire to. Oh, well, you know about Marvin Gaye when he divorced Barry Gordy's sister, I think he was married to, Marvin. You know, Barry Gordy being the guy who founded Motown. Mm. And Marvin Gaye was married to his sister, and um, they divorced. But a condition of the divorce was he had to record an album for Motown. Hmm. And all the money then went to his ex-wife. And the album's called "Here, My Dear. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. Um, we should, we should of course say, uh, well, there's been a couple of celebrities leavers this week, hasn't there? One of whom is Tina Turner.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: Any yeah. thoughts on Tina Turner? That you didn't fancy her and I don't understand? I didn't fancy her and I hated her music. I couldn't understand it. It just sounded like an old woman shouting at me.
0: Her music. Let me try and think. Yeah, but you've got some
1: cracking
0: stuff she did. Early Doors, Nutbush City Limits, and all that business.
1: Early Doors, absolutely. The moment that I Fantastic. hear, simply the best. Dreadful. I want to be sick.
0: Dreadful, but again, wildly popular.
1: Hmm. Well, so was fascism in the nineteen thirties, though. <laughs> you know, we can't, we can't um, assume that the public are right
0: on these but, things. All right. Well, the stuff that wasn't quite up to par was built on a solid foundation of really good work. Mm. And she was gorgeous. Didn't no? get it. Not
1: Didn't for you. Didn't get it. Didn't get Not it. For Not for you. Not for me. I, I wouldn't a say divisive I ever, character, we could say.
0: Yes. I wouldn't say I have ever, ever owned any of her records. Right. You know. Um, and like most people, I thought when they were on about Icon and Tina Turner, they were on about the icon Tina Turner. <laughs> right. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, don't know a great deal about her. Uh, she was a important and influential artist. And early doors, I think we both agree, splendid.
1: I think I think what I most admire is you've got this career in the sixties that goes fallow in the seventies, and then at the start of the eighties, she's working as a hotel cleaner and occasionally getting on the on the mic and singing to the guests, and that's how the resurgence comes about. Right. Well, I didn't know that. That's amazing. There you go. So that's that, amazing. That that I think is magnificent. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. 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 Of course we also lost Rolf Harris. But we'll move on from that.
0: Yes, not so gorgeous.
1: No. Um
0: but she was gorgeous up until old age, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, oh, you're agreeing with me now. Good.
1: Mm-hmm. Just just for the sake of...
0: Oh, just you know. for the sake. You're being polite again, are you?
1: I'm being polite, yeah. I like Protestant Rick male's impression of her when he was doing one of the bottom live tours. I don't know if you've seen this moment. It's wonderful. Where there's a potted plant on the stage and he just grabs it, rips it out the pot, sticks it on his head, runs into a wall and then goes, Tina Turner. It's Rick's Magnificent. Life. I can't believe he's dead. Never mind, Tina. I'm not That's... ready to take that one yet. Him and Elizabeth Sladen are still working as far oh, as I'm concerned. No, they have no. to be.
0: That's ridiculous, Liz Sladen being dead. No. no but not as no, ridiculous uh... as Rick or Victoria Wood. No. That's just depressing. Yeah. None of it makes
1: sense. Not anyway, a makes what sense.
0: a sombre tone to end the show on.
1: Yeah. Well, well. Um, well, I would say doing anything nice for the bank holiday, but I know what we're both doing and it's not. No. But to start working.
0: Oh, I'd forgot that bit. Mm-hmm. I've got work to do. Oh, I'll have to tell the monkey feet; they won't be happy. If only they could hold pens. And well, do surely things. they could
1: be trained. I surely computer. they could just do it. Just don't tell them. Just don't tell them. Just pop a pen down there. Just drop a pen on the floor, and it'll do it of its own accord. But it, might be, maybe like it in, will... might be
0: like it. Might like in episode two of the Omega Factor, where it just starts writing things.
1: There you go, automatic writing.
0: But it's just automatic your feet writing. Isn't it? It's your feet. Automatic you feeting. American Graffiti. Anyway, yes. yeah. anyway, enough <laughs> anyway, fun yeah. games. Uh, yeah, we've yeah. got a
1: job to do. Oh, yeah. No. No, absolutely not. But we must. So there we right. go. Right. Okay. Then.
0: Um, mm. We hope you all have a lovely bank holiday at home and a lovely week, and may all your problems be egg shaped. And until the next. <sighs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh okay right yes until the next time goodbye <laughs> goodbye bye
0: <Bye-bye. laughs> nice things the antidote to modern living